And this morning's scripture reading is taken from Psalm 100. Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us join in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for your word to us this morning through the psalmist. And as we focus on these words, would you continue to speak to our hearts and teach us to respond to you? O Lord, our rock and our salvation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So shout for joy to the Lord. And a friend of mine said, this Psalm 100 is probably irrelevant for today. How so? He said maybe, perhaps it was very relevant in the Old Testament time, in the kingdom period, when it was at peace, when it was powerful, when there was great prosperity in the nation. And maybe it is relevant if we think about all the earth as uh, God's creatures, great and small, uh, the waterfall, the sunset, or the mountains, and the animals. We can see of them as shouting for joy to the Lord. But when you think about people, and definitely these two verses refers to us people, only we can talk about worship, or giving joyful songs, or entering his gates and his courts. And it definitely refers to people. He says that when it refers to people, especially in today's context, it is something else. And so my friend had this comment. He said, perhaps all Christians can shout for joy some of the time, and maybe some Christians can all of the time, but never all Christians can shout for joy all the time. Think about the world today, he says. And this image, you may have seen it in the news or in your newspapers, is very iconic for our time as we come to the end of the year. This is Manger Square, Bethlehem, this Christmas. And the depiction here of God with us is that the Holy Land is at war. It is a depiction of fear, ruin, cruelty, misery, hunger, death. It is interesting, this year, every year we look to Bethlehem and there is always a celebration on Christmas. This year, celebrations in Bethlehem were called off. It is very sad. 
but it is also very symbolic of this year for us. So my friend says, isn't it irrelevant for us some a hundred? Think about it, asking us to shout for joy in, in another version, celebrate when celebrations in the very birthplace of Jesus were called off. Or Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. Can we truly do that this year and the year to come? Uh, but if we follow the words of the psalmist, the psalmist also says, it is in the Lord or to the Lord. So our celebration or our rejoicing is not dependent on our condition or on the world's situations. They are contingent on God. Who God is, what He has done. Not just in the Old Testament, but more so for us in the New Testament. So the psalmist in Psalm 100 gives us a few reasons why we can shout for joy to the Lord. And one is, he says, because the Lord is God. He says here, know that the Lord is God. Or in another version, it says, Jehovah is the only God. Not one God amongst many. He has no rival. He is the Almighty. He is sovereign. Because in the context of the psalmist, the nations around have many gods. And so they are constantly asking themselves, who do I seek? Who do I go to for prayers? Who is a more effective God? Would I offend one or the other? If I'm thinking of harvesting my crop, who do I go to? If I need rain for my crop, who do I go to? What about safety and journey mercies? Who do I go to? Otherwise, I might offend another and disaster and ruin will come upon me. But the psalmist says, we rejoice. We sing for joy because the Lord, He is God. He is the one and only. And not only that, I can know Him. He says, know that the Lord is God because He is the God of revelation. He is a God who reveals himself to us through his creation, through his prophets, in his scriptures, and in our time, in Jesus Christ coming to us, God with us. So shout for joy to the Lord. No, we can know him. We can relate with the almighty God because he makes himself known. So even in the midst and in the face of our uncertain year, or even our year ahead, even if we are faced with much hostile conditions, whether it be on our personal front, our family front, or our world around, we can still shout for joy, because the Lord is God. He is a great I am. We can know Him. We can come, worship, and follow Him.
Another reason the psalmist gives us in Psalm 100 is because the Lord is our maker and our shepherd. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. This is the picture He shares with us. Why? Because firstly, if we think of Him as our maker, it is in Him that we find our purpose and our fulfillment in life. And we can rejoice because He will reveal that to us and in Him we would find our joy and fulfillment. He is our shepherd. We are His. He is the good shepherd as we read in Psalm 23 and as we see Jesus coming amongst us as the good shepherd, the one who will seek and save the lost by laying down His life to redeem us. And so think about Him being our maker and our shepherd as we being His treasured possession. Not only has He made us, He has also come to redeem us as a good shepherd and we are precious in His sight. The story is told about Bobby, a 12-year-old boy, and he crafted a model boat very beautifully done, painted it with a nice sail and it brought it to the lake and put it there and tried it out. But the wind came and blew it out of his hands and out of his reach. And so after a while, he lost sight of it and his model boat was lost. A few weeks later, he was in the town thrift shop and he saw in the window that is my boat there, up there for sale. He went in and said to the owner, I want my boat back. The owner said, well, it may be your boat, but it is here on sale. $80 if you want it back. Bobby was quite cross, but he went home and emptied his savings. It was still not enough. So he took on some odd jobs for his family, for his neighbours, until he could put together $80. Finally, he brought his money to the shop, bought it for his own. Walking out of the shop, he could be heard saying to his boat, you are so precious to me, you know. You are twice mine. You were mine because I made you, and now you are mine again because I bought you with all that I have. Isn't it the same with us? We are twice gods. Once because He made us, and now again He redeemed us as His own. We are precious to God when we think about Him as our Lord, as our Maker. We can shout for joy to the Lord because even if we are faced with the worst of times, Perhaps this year is the worst year for you and you do not look forward to the next. Full of ills, loss, misery of different kind. We, when you think about the world, it is very much the same. Gloomy conditions, you only think about cruelty and also the wars going around. 
but we can still, the psalmist tells us, shout for joy to the Lord because He is our Maker, He is our Shepherd Redeemer, and we are precious to Him. He bought us with a price. And finally, the psalmist says, we can shout for joy to the Lord because the Lord is good. It is His nature. He says, for the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the nature of the Lord we, God we seek. This is His nature, one of love, of mercy and compassion he is true. He is faithful to the end. Yes, sometimes we may feel like we are pawns in our world. We are tossed about. We are not in control of conditions around us. Whether it be things that affect our job, our health and well-being, it affects our hopes and dreams, it affects our future. And we are in no control of all this. But take heart. The sovereign God is good. His love, His compassions, His truth will prevail in the end. I'd like to share with you about one of my disciplines that I've been learning for a few years. I learned it from a rabbi. He mentioned that Every Jew who wakes up instinctively give thanks to the Lord for three things. For mind, for sight, for strength. And I try to make this a practice immediately upon waking up in the morning. And I've been reflecting about it. My mind. How often I think about relatives and friends who wake up they have no awareness who they are, nor where they are. And immediately upon waking, I know that that's a dream, and I know where I am, and what day it is, and what I'm doing. And immediately I should be thanking God. He has given me mine. And then I open my eyes, and I think about friends, relatives, who have awareness upon waking up, but they cannot see what is around them. But I can, and I should immediately say, Thank you, Lord, I have sight this morning. And strength. And I think about upon waking up, how there are some who have awareness, who can see what is around them, but they need help to get out of their bed. They are waiting for someone to give them help. But God has given me strength. I can jump out of bed and go out. Such a simple discipline. Just the first thought of the morning should be one of rejoicing, shouting for joy before the Lord. And when I learned this discipline, I recognized that it again enables me to be mindful and take note of so many other goodness that God has bestowed on me that I oftentimes take for granted. 
when I'm able to eat, I thank God and rejoice. There are some who do not have food. There are some who have, but have no appetite for whatever reasons of health or because of medication. Even when I give, some of my church members ask me, Oh, how do you give joyfully? I say it is wonderful to give. You know, it is wonderful even to pay income tax because it shows you have an income. Don't make a prayer like, Lord, I complain about my income tax and God say, okay, next year you won't have income tax to pay. So even when I give, it is a joy because I remember that I am a giver. I'm not one who needs to be given. Even when I make visits and some church members ask me, isn't it depressing to go on so many hospital visits so often? I say, no, no, I'm happy because I always praise God that I'm the visitor. I'm not the one who requires a visit. And I will joyfully be a visitor any day. And even when I go on my runs, I'm thankful because God has enabled me to be able to run. I have friends who often tell me that I would love to, but because of health, because of certain conditions and injury. Even when I travel, whether it's on holiday or because of missions or work, I thank the Lord. First, He has given me the means to make a trip, to be healthy for the trip. And also it means that on my family front, the duties back home do not require me to rush back immediately or even cancel a holiday. And it just shows that things are in order back home that enables me each morning of my holiday to enjoy it. I don't have to take the next trip, next bus or the next plane back home because of some emergency. So let's remember that we can give thanks for many things. Or even a friend whose prayer is, I thank God today that today is a pain-free day. Because I remember how I used to be praying for such days when I was going through my treatment. So thank God today is a pain-free day for me. So even though we have our personal challenges, and circumstances in the world may not be looking so bright. We may not feel so positive about next year. We can still shout for joy to the Lord, the psalmist tells us, because God is good. We need to learn to notice how His grace, His love, His faithfulness is there for us all the time. Our closing hymn, Now Thank We All Our God, comes during a very painful time in history. It was written by this person, Pastor Martin Rinkert, a pastor in Germany during the Thirty Years' War. And it is said that this was a most destructive period in the history of Germany, a third of the population perished in war, in famine, in pestilence. 
maybe between four to eight million people. There was a plague in the year 1637, and in his city, Martin Rickert was the only surviving minister. That year, he conducted more than 4,000 funerals, including the funeral of his wife. There were some days when he conducted 50 funerals. You would imagine that in these horrible days, it can easily destroy one's body, soul and spirit. It seems impossible to keep one's faith and to praise God. And yet, that's exactly what Martin Rinkert did. He wrote this hymn during this difficult period. Originally, it was meant to be a prayer set before meals. Rinkert recognized that God is faithful even when this world and his world looks very bleak. God is bounteous and full of blessings. If only we would take notice. Blessings can come as simple as a dinner meal or as significant as an end to the brutal war he was going through. The unnecessary bloodshed. All these are reasons to rejoice in God with our hearts, our hands, our voices. So let us remember, we joined the psalmist in Psalm 100 and Martin Rinkert as we shout for joy to the Lord because the Lord is God, He's sovereign. There are no rivals. The Lord is our maker and our shepherd. We are precious in His sight. The Lord is good. His love, His faithfulness will endure forever. Let us close in prayer. Let us pray. Dear Lord, as we come to our last service in this year, and it has been such a tumultuous year for ourselves and for our world. We come with our burdens. We come with our discouragements. We even come with our fears of the year ahead. But we come holding on before you, Lord, our sovereign God, Lord, our maker and shepherd, and Lord, a good God. We cling on to your mercies and loving kindness for us, which will endure forever. We come in Jesus' name. Amen.